Today we're going to talk about we fellowship in community because it's just what we do. Right? I'm, I'm here today because Kuhau fellowships in community. There is no other reason why I'm here. There is no other reason why we take the bridges we take to get here. There is no other reason why we fought people that were probably late to the Puerto Rican parade and somehow ended up in our route to get here. Um, but we're here because I believe in our community. I believe in what God is doing. I believe in the people here. I love seeing people grow. I love everything that God is doing. I want to read the scripture and then we'll return to it. And it's found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. And it says, let us consider how to inspire each other to greater love and to righteous deeds. Not forgetting to gather as a community. As some have forgotten. Not you guys. You guys are here on a hot Sunday. And I'm not condemning those that aren't here just in case, ooh, Pastor Marquez just got on everybody that was absent. No, no, no. But, but some forget to gather as community. But it says here, but encouraging one another, especially as the day of his return approaches. When it comes to community, there's, been, there, there's some famous communities out there. Right? And, and the first one that has always fascinated me is the Amish. We, we got a picture of these guys. Any of you ever been to PA and, and seen the Amish community? Yeah, ever ate their food? Oh, my gosh, their food is amazing. Like, their mashed potato is actually, like, really mashed potatoes. Like, their chicken, they probably plucked the chicken in the back before serving it to you in the front. Like, it's amazing the food that they serve out there. And partly why this community was created was because they believed that being a part of qualifies them to be a part of. Y'all caught that? Sometimes when it comes to community, when we truly want to belong to a community, whether we choose it or not, we have to be apart from in order to be a part of. Y'all caught me? And, and I believe that when it comes to Kuhau, we have a community that has made certain sacrifices because it takes being a part of in order to be a part of. Right? The Bible says that when Jesus saves us, he was, he was crucified outside of the city. And I believe he was crucified outside of the city because we were already outside of the city. I know some of y'all, and, and we have a bunch of misfits here. We have a bunch of castaways here. We have a bunch of rejected people here. We have a bunch of forgotten people here. But I believe that those are the ones that God has chosen to be a part of so that they can be a part of. Y'all with me? There's another community um, that, that I, that, that, this is one of the communities I love the most. And their, their jingle kind of went, you know, I'll be there for you. Da, 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 da. How many of you remember these guys? Um, um, friends? Right? And, and that was their whole lingo, right? Like, I, I'll be there for you. When it comes to community, we're a part of community. We fellowship in community because like this community called Friends, we just want somebody to be there for us sometimes. And I'm sure everyone that's sitting here right now can look at somebody that at some point in time, they were there for you. Kuhau was there for me 
when I was down and out. Kuhau was there for me when I had been forgotten. Kuhau was there for me and believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. Kuhau was there for me when, when, when my son was going through the whole ordeal that he was going through. And sometimes, I'm saying this and I feel it in my spirit. I'm saying this because sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget who was there for us and how they were there for us in the midst of whatever struggle we might find ourselves in. But can I, can I invite you guys to not forget? Can I invite you guys to go into your memory banks and remember when someone was there for you. Someone gave you that call that you needed. Someone gave you that hug that you needed. Someone told you that God was still with you when you needed to hear that God was still with you. Someone told you that God is not done with you yet when you needed to hear that God is not done with you yet. Someone hugged you when you felt unlovable. Someone was there for you. Someone fed you when you felt like, I mean, you were broke, so you needed to be fed. Nah, nobody's broke yet. There's another one. I love this show too. Um, the Office. How many of you like The Office? Oh my God, they're so dumb. And, and I almost didn't see the show because I went through the first, the first few episodes are like, they're hard. It's like scratching a chalkboard. And, and I'm like, I'm not going to see this. But everybody kept telling me it was funny. So I persevered. I got into season two and then I was hooked. Right? And if you look at this show, what you see is a camera always behind them catching their angles. Right? And they'll say something and then they look at the camera. Right, because I think we want to be a part of community because all we want to do is be seen. And I don't mean it in a negative sense. I mean it in a very positive sense that we come to a place because we want to be seen. We want to be a part of. We want to know that people see us. Right, and this is why, like, it's important to know people's names, right? And I know some of your names. I don't know all of your names. Um, but, but I do love you, right? Like, I remember your face. Like, I'll describe a face to my wife. Right, if I don't know the person, I'm going to be like, babe, like, they wore this. Oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. Because I don't remember names as greatly. Uh, unless you make me up a knee like Marcos. Like, it's hard for me to remember names. Um, but in the office, how many of you would agree, like, we just want to be seen, like, like, let me know that I matter. Let me know if, if, if I'm like Michael and, and kind of off. Like, I've told my wife, like, we got to start saying different, babe. Instead of saying everybody's weird, like, let's just say they're different. So she's helping me, I'm helping her, and we're sinning less. Right? <laughs> but Michael's very different. Right, but, but at the end of the show, you see how every part was necessary, even the different parts. Can I get an amen, somebody? Then there's this other community called sports communities. Right now, it's so hard for me to preach here because I got Marcos in front of me with a Yankee hat. But in, but in 1986, there was this community, right, called the New York Mets. They weren't expected to do much. And they got crazy baseball players. They got wild baseball players. They got baseball players that were using drugs. And an hour later, they were out there on the field playing. Um, th this team had a Christian. He was a goody two-shoes type Christian, right? Like that Christian that you see him and you immediately feel condemned. 
like like they had that guy right Gary Carter they had the older veteran guy that people had cast away called Keith Hernandez they had the Lenny Dykstra the Dow Strawberry the Dwight Good I could keep going I could keep going guys that's my team that's my team Right? And we'll fight for our team, right? Like, well, oh, I bleed blue and orange. No, we all bleed the same color. But, but we say these kind of things depending on our fandom. Right? Because when it comes to sports or when it comes to communities, it's more fun when you do it together. Right? Like, like, like community is fun when we, when we do it together. That's why we believe that freedom is found in the context of community. Because freedom is found when together we come into a room and together we see that whatever it is that I'm going through, somebody in that room already went through. God freed somebody from exactly the thing that I'm going through. So he brings me in this community so that we can share our stories. Amen. Because the Christian church isn't composed of Bible theologians is, compo is composed of people who have different stories. And we come together and share those stories and those stories help somebody out. I hear you. He hears his daddy. We have different religious communities. And, and I chose kind of the top three, Islam, Christianity, Judaism. And, and, and why, do we why do we come here to Christ Uncensored House of Worship to connect as a community? Because the kingdom needs ambassadors. The kingdom needs people with a story to go out there and tell people that Jesus is still the way, that Jesus is still the truth, that Jesus is still the king of kings, that Jesus is still the Lord of lords, that Jesus has not changed, that Jesus still heals, that Jesus still saves, that Jesus is still the man, that Jesus is still the lover of our soul, that Jesus is still the one that was crucified, that Jesus is the one that forgives all our sins. I can say it over Jesus, 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 Jesus. I can't sing it like Yvette, but she probably can't preach it like me. Jesus. And this is why we get together in community. Because the world out there needs Jesus now more than ever. We're about to head into presidential election time. And I'm not going to talk about politics, but people are about to need some Jesus right now. And I want to say it before it happens. Let's not allow a donkey and what's the other one? And a what? And an elephant to divide the sheep. Let's not allow politics to divide us in here. Because at the end of the day, they're just you know, here temporarily, but Jesus is here eternally. And Jesus is still the one whose agenda we have to seek to push forward. Amen. There's another community that confuses Reuben to this day. And it's the technological community. Some of you guys follow Mr. Green Guy. I took a bite of the apple. And, and I'll never go back. Right? And, and for this one, I believe Steve Jobs said it best in a commercial in 1997. And he, he threw out this commercial and he said, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules. 
You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. But the only thing you can do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. How many crazy ones do we have in the house this morning? How many are going to throw their droids out and get themselves an iPhone? <laughs> so, so you, you know, I share all these examples to just share that even when it comes to TV, even when it comes to sports, even when it comes to the technology that we have in our pockets, humanity seeks community. And when it comes to community, I, I want to share it in the context of two gardens. We have the devil's garden, and we got Jesus' garden. The devil's garden is called isolation. Mm -hmm. Look at this verse, 1 Peter 5, 8. Peter says, most importantly, be disciplined and stay on guard. Look at the person next to you and say, we got to stay on guard. And it says, your enemy, the devil, is prowling around outside. If I, if I had my Bible, that's what I'd be, I'd be highlighting right now. Your enemy, the devil, is prowling around outside like a roaring lion. He can't prowl around inside because he knows that inside is where the Holy Spirit resides. He knows that inside is God's territory. He knows that inside Jesus is the king he knows that inside he's promised to be with us to the end of the age he knows that inside he will never leave us he will never forsake us he knows that inside he has no chance but he waits outside because when we step outside of community that's when we get in trouble can I get a name and somebody how many of you like boxing? Not that MMA stuff. That's not boxing. Boxing. See, there's no more. Hoo -hoo. Mike Tyson. Oh. Mike Tyson was fighting Evander Holyfield. Way overdue. How many of you remember the fight? He took a bite. You saw Holyfield doing one of these... And I was like, what's wrong with this dude? Like, and then you notice that his ear had been taken off. Mike Tyson bit his ear off. What does that have to do with what I'm preaching? After he bit his ear off, you saw everybody frantically on the floor looking for the missing piece. Why? Because they only had a certain amount of time to find that missing piece and reconnect it to the body. Because the longer that piece stood isolated from the body, the more the opportunity came that it would never be able to re be reconnected. 
And it's the same way with us. The Bible says that each one of us is a part of the body of Christ. And when we mess around with isolation and we begin telling ourselves, I don't need anybody. I got Jesus. I could serve Jesus in my living room. I don't need anybody else. I don't need anybody to pray for me. I pray for myself. I don't need nobody to prophesy to me. I prophesy to myself. I could look at myself in the mirror and I could say amen to the person in the mirror and that makes two of us. And if two on earth agree, it is established in heaven. We convince ourselves of these things and we know they aren't true. We begin getting dry. We don't worship the same. We don't pray the same. We don't feel the same authority. We don't feel the same hunger. We don't feel the same guidance. Why? Because we know that at the end of the day, we were created for community. And it's easier to fall into the snares of the enemy when we're outside of community. Why? Because the devil's out there. And he's waiting. Waiting. Because I'm in Kuhau. I'm good. Like he could keep waiting and waiting and whatever. Like you're like a roaring lion. We serve the lion of the tribe of Judah. And, and we win. We know that we win. But that's why I have to stay here. Can't be isolated too long. And I know what that's like. I had two years. Where I didn't want anything to do with anyone that they said they were Christian. Because I had been talked about, sometimes lied about, sometimes there was a little bit lies mixed with some truth. But, but there was a lot of times that people were just lying about me. They didn't even know me. And this was church folk. Can, can I be real about the church? There's people that lie in church. There's people that gossip in church. That happens. Because the church, somebody said, oh, No. That happens. And if we allow the enemy to win, we'll say that, you know what, that they're all the same. But how many of you know that when Judas betrayed Jesus, there were still 11 more that were still serving him and seeking him and believing him and following him. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Don't say everybody's the same just because of one Judas. Don't allow the enemy to bite us, bite you up and devour you outside just because one person inside decided they wanted to be used by someone other than God. See, in Kuha, we believe in fellowshipping in community. And, and that word community, I love it because it has that C-O-M in the front, right? Community commutes. Community is moving somewhere. But that moving somewhere can only happen through communication. Community commutes because of communication. But we can't have communication and go somewhere if we're not spending time together. I live in Jersey. There's no way I should be spending more time with people that live in Staten Island than people that live in Staten Island. <laughs> Can I get an amen, somebody? 
I, I'm setting an alarm and I pray that a whole church hears this sermon because I believe that our greatest strength is found in our community. And I believe we got to get to know each other. We got to break bread. We got to spend some time together. We got to visit each other. We got to help each other. We got to pray with each other. It's time to build our community. And if you've been isolated, that stops today in the name of Jesus because you know that you need to be reconnected. Poor Evander. His ear is still jacked up. I don't know what happened to that piece. But I don't want that to be said about any of you guys. I don't want it to be said. I don't know what happened with Marcos. He was here and then he wasn't. I'm sorry, you're just in front of me with a Yankee hat. I'm picking on you all sermon long. aprenda. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there's another garden. Look at the person next to you and say, there's another garden. Right? And, and this is Jesus' garden. In the original garden, in the Garden of Eden, how many of you remember, ever read about that? In the book of Genesis, there's a garden. It's called Eden. Eden means delight. What I love about the, gar the garden is that God never created something singular. When he creates one light, he said, I'm going to create two lights. I'm going to create the sun and the moon, always two. When he creates one tree, he says, no, I'm not just one tree. I'm going to create two trees. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. When he creates one person, he says, I'm not only going to create one person. I'm going to create two people. I'm going to create Adam and Eve. Why? Because when it comes to Jesus, he believes in the power of community. He believes in it so much that when it was time to give up his life and he began to pray, God, not my will, but yours be done. The Bible says he didn't dare go into the garden alone. The Bible says that he took Peter, James, and John with him into the garden. Why? Because he understood if I'm with community, I'll be able to get to the cross. If I'm with community, I'll be able to get to my purpose. If I'm with community, I'll be able to get to my destiny. If if I'm with community, I'll reach my predetermined destination. Why? Because when I'm weak, the community will tell me to keep on going. Because when I want to quit, the community will tell me to keep on preaching, to keep on teaching, to keep on doing what I'm called to do. This is why we need community. And when you look all through script, the word community is defined as a unified body of individuals with common interests living in a particular area. A group linked to a common policy. You see that word common over and over and over? When you read the book of Acts, the Bible says they didn't feel like any of them owned anything. Everything was my brothers. Everything was my sisters. Where could we be in one year if we begin to truly, once again, fellowship as community? Can I challenge you, Kuhel? Invite somebody different than you. I'm preaching to the online audience right now. Seth Godwin says, a tribe is a group of people connected to one another. Say that with me, connected. Connected to a leader and connected to an idea. For millions of years, human beings have been a part of one tribe or another. A group needs only two things to be a tribe. A shared interest and a way to communicate. A shared interest and a way to communicate. 
I feel, I feel up here like, like I'm exposed. Because, again, Pastor Angel and Pastor Ivy, they know me since I was 15. They know the, the churches I've been a part of, why I'm no longer a part of them. We've been through some crazy stuff, y'all. We could write books about some of the people that we had to kind of separate ourselves from. Why? Because there was no communication and there was no shared interests. I believe it's Ecclesiastes, Reuben could correct me, that, that says, how can two walk together unless they be in agreement? How can two walk together unless they be in agreement? See, in our community, I know that other communities gossip, but in our community, we believe in loving people, so that can't happen here. I know in other people, right, they have, they have stingy street, but, but in our community, we give generously, so that doesn't happen here. I know in other communities, they preach about the devil more than they preach about Jesus. Can I get her name? But that, that doesn't happen here because here we preach Jesus. This is what I love about this series because when it comes to our heartbeat, we understand what our heartbeat is because it beats to the beat of the same drum. Can I get an amen, somebody? We're going somewhere. When you look through scripture, when, when he says, I'm going to destroy the world and I want everyone to go into an ark. He says, Noah, he doesn't just say, Noah, get in the ark. He says, Noah, I want to save you and your family. And I want you to bring two of every animal. Why? Because I believe in community. When he calls Moses, Moses is like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't talk because I, I, I stutter. He says, don't worry about it. There's someone walking right in front of you. It's your brother. Aaron is right here. It's Moses and Aaron too. Community. When he, when he decides to call Israel, those two now become 12. The 12 tribes of the, of the nation of Israel. Why? Because he believes in community. When he starts his ministry, he doesn't start by himself. He first gathers himself a few disciples because he understands the power of community. When he sends them out to preach the gospel of the kingdom to all the areas where they currently were, he doesn't send them one by one. The Bible says the first time he sent them out two by two because he understands the power of community. We fellowship in community because Jesus fellowshiped in community. We fellowship in community because we believe freedom is found in community. Think about all the great services that, are, that exist out there. Um, 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 AA is AAA, right? I'm saying it right? Alcoholics. And, no, it's AA, right? AA is not just one person there saying, I'm going to get free from my addiction. No, it's a group of people who all share their stories and share their hope. Because together they believe they can find freedom. How much more the church of the living God. I believe we were, if we fellowship in community because we believe that it's here that we find freedom. When we fellowship in community. I'm social. Like, I like chilling. I mean, you know, fellowshipping is the correct word. I like fellowshipping in community. And sometimes it's called chilling. <laughs> I love hanging out. I love, I love, you know, eating stuff. I just say stuff because I don't want you to judge and then sin. You know, I, I like hanging out. My wife is more introverted than I am, but she also likes hanging out and stuff. 
But she knows that when I'm not in community, I begin feeling drained. See, people don't drain me. Isolation drains me. People energize me. Because when I'm in the context of community, I'm getting new ideas. I'm getting new stories. I'm getting more faith. I'm getting more hope. Uh, my expectation grows. All of a sudden, I get a little bit more excited. Like, you got to see our calendars, guy. Our calendar is crazy. Who? I, I was going to do it, but I'm not. Like, we, we have a lot of people over. And we also go to other people's homes. Because we believe that's how we grow. That's how we grow. That's how our relationship grows. That's one of the aspects. Not too much. Right, babe? She's like, you better give me my time. <laughs> but how do we grow in Jesus' garden? It's through fellowship. It's through fellowship. <clears throat> wow. It's through fellowship. Fellowship is defined as a bond of common purpose and devotion that binds Christians to one another and to Christ. In other words, when I'm bond, bonded to Christ, the manifestation is that the manifestation of being bonded to Christ is that I am then bonded to my brother and to my sister. This is why he says in John, how can you say you love me and you don't love my, your brother or your sister? How can you say you love me who you don't see, but you don't love your brother or your sister that you do see? Why? Because fellowshipping is important to God. Amen? You know who else is important to? Us. We fellowship in communion. Yes. Oh, see? We fellowshipping right now. Thank you. I love you. It's so good that he's tall. How many of you love you some Pastor Reuben? Amen. We fellowshiped on Wednesday. And set a date for another Wednesday. But anyway. Um, communion with God which results in common participation with other believers in the spirit of God and God's blessings. I have a few verses. We're almost done. Genesis chapter 28 verse 3. It says, may God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until, say until, until you become a community of peoples. May God bless you. May God make you fruitful. May God increase you. But the purpose of it all is to make you a community of peoples. It's not so that you can say how great you are. It's not so that you can say what you did or what you didn't do. It's so that we can become a community of peoples. God bless me so that I can be a blessing. Amen. We need us some community. Acts chapter 2 verse 42. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayers. It's four key things, guys. Apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. I want, you, I want us to think about that. We think about our devotion to Christ. Are we devoted to this stuff? Apostles teaching, fellowship, 
breaking of bread, prayers. But Pastor Marquez, I pray all the time by myself. That's not what it says. It says the breaking of bread, fellowship, prayers. See, because breaking of bread, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers all have to do with us being a community. You can do apostles teaching on your own and get yourself some Tim Mackey, go on YouTube, get all these preachers. You can do all that. But you can't. Breaking bread is done in the context of community. Fellowship, context of community. When it says prayers with, a, with an S, it's because it's done in the context of community. Then it say prayer, which you can do on your own. It says prayers. Community. Somebody say community. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. It says, now I'm turning you over to God. Our marvelous God whose gracious word can make you into what he wants you to be. And give you everything you could possibly need. Where? Where can I become who I need to be? Where can I get everything that I possibly need in this community of holy friends? Where can I be? When I, where can, I want to go to the next level, Pastor Marquez. How can I get to the next level? In the community of holy friends. How can I get the breakthrough that I need? In the community of holy friends. How can I let go of this bitterness that torments me day and night? In the community of holy friends. How can I find forgiveness? How can I get to know God just a little bit more? In the community of holy friends. Everything that I need to grow. Everything that I need to be everything I could possibly be. Is found in the community of holy friends. Summer just started, guys. Don't just invite me because the preacher said it. Although, although, invite me first, then invite everybody else. But we have to start building this community. Amen? And it begins with you. Lucas is looking at me like I invited you to 2 8 2 that's fellowship too. But you invited me the day of, so. I told them I'll be there next time. Just invite me two days before not. But that's a community. That's part of this community. Amen? We have different, did, did, did we start our groups, our community groups yet? Community groups are, she said that with some authority. Community groups are up and rolling. I'm never going to handball. I, I'm, I, I'm not made for that. Yes, especially if you're playing against Danny, I think. But there's different community groups here at Kuhau. Let's find one of these community groups. Let's get connected. Let's become a part of. Amen. I loved my community group. We learned so much about the kingdom of God and we talked and stuff like that. Maybe we'll do another one soon on marriage or relationships or something. I don't know. But, but, but I love community. I, lo I love this stuff. Our core meetings on Tuesdays, they're, they're fun. It was so much fun. They were having a, a core meeting and they didn't know I was showing up. And I just threw Caleb's stroller. Like not threw it hard. Like I just slid it across the kitchen and they all jumped, oh my God, because they didn't know we were bringing our son. But that's what happens when you fellowship as community. It's not fake. You don't have to fabricate it. I hate fake. Am I the only? 
I think, is it a hood thing? <laughs> like, not only can you detect fake very quickly, but it's like, oh, me da nausea. Like, like, it gets you nauseous. Especially in the kingdom of God, where all of our sins have been forgiven, where he's taken our sins as far as the east is from the west. There's no need to be fake when all of our sins have been forgiven and washed and cast aside. Be who you are. Love me as I am and help me get to where I need to be. Fellowship as community. That's fellowshipping as community. There were different moments that led me to become a member of Christ Uncensored House of Worship. The first one, Pastor Lee and Ro began coming to my house. And, and guys, I've been blessed. My wife could throw down. If you know Anna can throw down in the kitchen, can I get an amen? Some of you have been. Okay. Right? Like, like she throws down. And they were just coming to eat. They were coming and we were talking and we were sharing. And one, was it a Monday, babe? It was a Monday. I was sitting home and I was reading my Bible. I hadn't committed to come to Kuha yet. I hadn't even come to Kuha yet. It was just kind of a conversation. Eh, we don't know. I live in Jersey. You're in Staten Island. It's kind of a distance. I don't know if it's, you know, the sacrifice is kind of crazy. You know, nobody, you know, no. I don't know if I'm going to make that, that jump. But they were coming and they were eating and we were chilling. And, and, that, and that Monday I was reading a scripture. And, I, and, I, and it impacted me. I said, God, I want you to speak to me that way. And it was when Paul was told in a dream not to go to Macedonia. A very specific scripture. I, I marked my Bible. I put my little string thing. right. What are those? I'm sure it has a name. This, it's a string thing. I like string thing. I put the string thing in my Bible. I closed my Bible and we ate, we played games, we laughed, we had a great time. And at the end I said, Pastor Roe, you know, can you pray before you leave, right? Like I like people praying in my apartment before they leave and leave that blessing and keep it moving. So we got our hands together, we started praying. And Pastor Roe prayed, Lord, I pray that you would lead the Marquezes. The way you led Paul to Macedonia. How? He wasn't there. I started crying and they're looking at me like I'm the weird one. Right? Because I'm crying. I'm sobbing. I'm like, what's going on, God? What are you doing? And then I showed, I went and I got my Bible and I showed it to Pastor Roe. And it doesn't take a lot to make Pastor Roe cry. But when he saw that, like he broke out crying. And then we showed it to Pastor Lee and Pastor Lee starts crying. And then we're like, I guess we'll see you guys Sunday. Right? Because, I mean, after an incident like that, like you got to come through. Right? So, so that was the first moment. The second moment was... When, um, when, when Kuhau embraced me, like if I, if I had always been here, I would come in and, and it was like, like you, you, yeah, like, you know what, like when you meet a cousin for the first time and they tell you he's your cousin, so you're like, I, I guess we're cousins, we're family, right? And you treat them like if they've been around forever, like that's how you guys treated me and it felt good. I was like, man, this is cool. They loving me like this? <laughs> the, th the third reason, when the church didn't even ask where I was spiritually, just came in. They, they didn't say, where, where you been at for two years? They say, you know, Pastor Marquez, you know, what church are you in now? Why, are you, why aren't you in a church? 
Thank God, because that would have been a crazy story. Like Pastor Marquez, what you doing here? Staten Island, New Jersey. What you been banished from all the churches in New Jersey? Not all of them, some of them. <laughs> Just a few. But when I came here, the community said, it doesn't matter what has happened. That's not our business. Our business is to love you. Our business is to support you. Our business is to help you. And that's what I felt. That's what I felt. Another thing happened. Leadership embraced me. Leadership, that's a whole different level. Right? Because... because and this is what I love, that leadership embraced me the same way everyone else had embraced me. That was powerful for me. I was like, babe, like, I feel like they love me, love me. Like, not just love you in the love of the Lord, pat, pat. How many of you know that love? I love you with Jesus. I don't want anyone to love me with Jesus' love anymore. Jesus loves me with Jesus' love. I want you to love me with your love. Can I get an amen, somebody? It's different. That's different. Right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Don't know for real, for real. I got a few minutes, but I got to make sure y'all know what that means. I love you with the love of the Lord. I don't know why I'm saying it that way. That's, that's, that's the picture in my head. <laughs> like, no, I don't want you to love me that way. I want you to love me the way you love. In the context of community. Lastly, when did, I, when did I know that we fellowship as community? When my son was in the hospital for all these months. And every other week I was getting a text from somebody. Marcos texted me like every other day I was getting a text from Marcos. Stephen, when Marcos wasn't texting me, Stephen was texting. Pastor Ruben was texting me. Ro was texting me. Mama friend, oh, forget about mama friend. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The three times she was supposed to be praying, that's when she was texting. We got Emily. Like, we got so many text messages and calls. When we got visits all the way in Philly. When Pastor Reuben and Amanda came, only one of them could enter the room. And it wasn't a bother. Amanda came into the room, bit my son's feet a few times, and me and Reuben walked around. And he let me air out all of my frustration and my borderline atheism. See, because in the context of community, I was able to tell him how little I believed in God in those moments. It's hard to see a son that way. But during all that time, we never felt alone and we never felt abandoned. For most of my Christianity, guys, for most of my Christianity, I felt that the church loved me because of what I did. And many times that was the case. Because I preached good or, or I preached a certain way, they loved me. But the minute I stopped preaching, I remember my very, very first pastor. When, when, when my, my children's mom called him and said, um, Jose is doing the same things he used to do. 
He's out in the block again. He's hustling. He's using. Help me. We got to go get him. His response was, he knows the consequences that's between him and God. And that, that scenario replayed itself in my life. Every time my spirituality waned, I was cast aside. But at Christ's uncensored house of worship, I was loved because I was simply Jose Enrique Marquez Jr. And I love that. I love that. I'll never forget that. Never, ever in my life. Well, my wife and I forget what you guys meant to us during Caleb. And I can't wait for Caleb to be running. He got a temper, guys. He's going to be a problem. It's going to be your problem because he's going to be here on Sundays and kids ministry and all that stuff. Um, you know, I'm going to remind you guys of your text messages when you get frustrated. But I love my church. I love Christ's uncensored house of worship. Are we perfect? No. No, 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 we're not perfect. No, we're not perfect. We're not. We're very not perfect. And that's okay. Thank you, Margie. And that's okay. Why? Because we just love each other. Like, I love me some brothers and sisters up at Christ's uncensored house of worship. And if, and if you're like, well, Marquez never went to my house, you never invited me. <laughs> I love me some Christ Uncensored House of Worship. Like, I love your stories. I love seeing you grow. I love new people. There's a lot of new people in here today. That's kind of cool, right? On a Sunday, in the summer. I think it's better in, to be in here than out there because out there you can die. That air, that air is crazy right now. Like, you try breathing out there, you want to be up in church. Save your soul. Uh, we fellas live in community, we can say stuff like that, right? I love my family. You guys are my family. I'm going to end it by saying this. I had a disagreement with someone in, in my blood family recently. And she said, she said, we feel the way that we feel is because when it comes to you, you're, you're always about your church. You forget about your family and it's all about your church. She don't get it. Number, that's, that's, that's number one. But the truth is, when I've been hurting, when I've been broken, when I felt alone, when I felt rejected, when I needed help, when I needed love, when I needed counsel, when I needed comfort, the body of Christ stepped up. The body of Christ stepped up. So yeah, we were born family. But this right here is where we chose our family. Christ uncensored, value number five. We fellowship in community because this is family. This is family. We're not always going to agree, y'all. But we can get through it if we communicate. Amen? Some of us need to have conversations. 
Because we stopped communicating and now we're leading our way towards isolation. God is saying, don't let that happen. There's somebody waiting out there. Just talk. Can I get an amen, somebody? Can we stand and pray together? And what I want to do is, if you can get together with someone next to you and maybe hold their hand. If you're single, this would be a good time to find another single person. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> and let's make sure it links throughout the whole temple. Make sure it links. So if you're in the back, maybe get a little bit closer. Just so that you're linking with somebody. Sis, you better grab a hand. There you go. There you go. Yes. Oh. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you as one family. I know there's other families out there, Lord God, and we love our Ignite family. We love our All Nations family. We love our Transformation Church in Vineland family. We love our, our all these families, Lord God, all over New York City, all over Staten Island. There's so many different communities, Lord. But Christ's uncensored house of worship has become our community. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would make us one. One body, one mind, one purpose, one goal. Make us one, Lord God. Unite us in a spirit of oneness, in a spirit of unity. Unite us, Lord God. Wherever our pastors are, may you let Pastor Roe and Pastor Lee know, Lord God, that we are here as a family awaiting their arrival as they take their sabbatical. May you renew their strength. May you renew their vision. May you renew their fervor. May you renew their passion. And may you anoint them with a double portion of your spirit by the time they come back in July, Lord God. But Lord, we have a family here. I pray in the name of Jesus, we come against all division. We come against all division, all bitterness, all separation. Everything, Lord God, that might cause a breach in this family, Lord. We pray that you heal it. We pray that you heal it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray for healed hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.